Get ready. It's time for the Idaho Podcast with your host, Danny Ventura. Welcome to the Idaho Podcast, where we feature the people who live, work, and play in Idaho. Today, my special guest is Kim Demma from Guild Mortgage, and we're just so happy to have you today. Kim, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Kim, you've been here for almost 30 years, years you and your husband. You have six kids among you and 12 grandkids. Pretty impressive. And what a blessing at the same time. It is. It is. You mentioned that all but one of them live in Idaho. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool, too, that you're all close together. Um, did they all join you when you moved here or uh, were some here already? Well, I moved here from Germany with my two kids. Okay. And then my husband was living in Idaho Falls and all of his kids are, were there with him. So yeah, we all were here all the time together. Wow. So everybody must love Idaho. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. That's, that's terrific. So you moved here to Boise with your family in 1993, I believe, mm-hmm. and have been here since. But um, what originally brought you to Idaho. And now that you've been here over 30 years, Mm -hmm. uh, what about Idaho keeps you here? Well, what brought us here was I was living in Germany with my then husband and he retired from the military. My parents lived in Northwest Washington and they were getting ready to move. And I'm like, well, we don't really have any ties anywhere. And his mother had moved here. So we're like, okay, why not? You know, so we just went for it. Um, It was a little scary because I'd never been here. But what keeps me here is, well, there's a number of things. One, it's, it's beautiful. Um, I think the biggest thing is having grown up in the military, I never had my own hometown. I never really lived anywhere any length of time other than like four years. And I will never forget back, I'd probably lived here for about three or four years. I was walking through the grocery store and I ran into someone that I knew and I started crying. Because it was like, I have a hometown. (laughs) And I think that to me was was just the the biggest thing about living in Idaho is it's home. Mm -hmm. So many people say that. And I don't know how we convey that to our listeners, especially for those who don't live here. Mm -hmm. Because people say, well, yeah, of course it feels like home. That's where you live. But it's just, it's a deep, resonant I mean, it's, it it really is inside of you. It's a feeling that it's hard to explain. Would you think you'd be able to try? You know, it it is. You're right. Because um, I've lived so many places. I've lived Hawaii, Germany, Nebraska, Washington, Arkansas. I've lived everywhere, but I never felt a connection with a place like I did here. You know, they have that Idaho, that Boise kind movement. I don't know if you've seen that, Um, but it's a movement where you're just, just being kind. And the fact that there's a city that is so focused on kindness Mm -hmm. is, I think that's what really does it. That's what makes it feel really homey. Right. And people are genuinely uh, welcoming and friendly and just mm-hmm. kind. You're right. Kind is the right, kindness is the right word. And, yeah. uh, and I, I appreciate that. You did a good, great job, better job than I could do for sure. That's awesome. <laughs> 30 years. <ago. laughs> <laughs> um, you served uh, in the U.S. Air Force for nine years. And, and thank you for your service, by the way. Thank you. And, and which also you mentioned you had, you had been stationed in Hawaii and Nebraska and, mm-hmm. and even in Germany. Um, what contributed to your decision in joining the Air Force? Well, my dad was in, and he served 22, 22 years. My brother, my oldest brother was in, my next older brother was in. And I mean, 
I was in Ferndale, Washington. I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I was graduating high school. And it just kind of seemed like the natural progression in our lives, in our family. So I just went for it. I was 17 and I went, I'm out of here. Wow. And so tell me a little bit more about your military services as far as you went in, when you came out, were you an officer, that type of thing? What area of service were you? I was an airman. So my first four years, I worked as what was called a reaper graphics technician. We ran printing presses and copiers and things like this. Um, I got really tired of ink under my nails, so I decided to cross train. <laughs> and uh, I went into, well, it's the, the term is chapel management. So literally, we were the, like the church secretaries of the military, kind of keeping keeping chaplains on track. So I did that for five years and it's a strictly volunteer thing because of the, the religious implications. So there it's all volunteer. Um, but I really loved it. I was, um, well, that was when I was in Nebraska and then I went to Germany after that. And we were at a tiny, tiny air station. It was very, very close. Um, I think there were like 400 people on our base. And during the first desert storm, we, um, had to carry our own guns and parole, you know, patrol all our, perimeter um, in the middle of the winter. Um, and it just, to me, it felt like, again, it kind of felt like home. It felt like that was where I belonged. And the one thing that I always thought is, you know, when I was in the Air Force, it didn't matter if I was male or female. It just mattered what I did and how well I did on my tests. So I could go as far as I wanted to. Mm. And there was no, I didn't feel like there was any sexism or anything holding me back. Mm-hmm. So I loved it. So loved every minute of it. Kind of at your own pace. Yep. Yeah. And nine years. I think, again, that's that's impressive. So. Yeah. I outranked my husband. My husband <laughs> was in, my current husband was in for four years. And I tell him all the time, I outranked you. There you go. Um, so then you started in the mortgage uh, industry in 1997 mm-hmm. um, as a junior loan processor. But then you've been with uh, Guild Mortgage since 2008. Yeah. And so uh, you endured, so You've been with Guild since 2008, and of course, that, that's the year everyone remembers because oh, yeah. it was the year that everything imploded in the mortgage arena. Yeah. Um, there's movies about it now, right? So the, the big short. That was exactly the one when you said that. I watched the big short, and I used to work at Countrywide prior to Guild, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was us, and that's really what it was like. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was literally just like that. Right, and for those of us who lived through it, even as a homeowner, I mean, it was scary, mm-hmm. scary, scary times. Banks calling loans for no reason, even to, mm-hmm. even if you hadn't missed a payment, they were they were because they were they were all upside down, and so yeah. so many banks went out of business, mortgage companies, and uh, at any rate, you you some would argue that was probably the the most tumultuous time in the mortgage industry, yeah. uh, uh, at least on record, his, you know, yes. historically. Um, do you feel like through that experience that had that has really helped you? Uh, refine your career in mortgage and how has it, how has it helped mold you? So I, I give that a lot of thought because I, it was very, um, it was super stressful. I mean, I lost a home. Actually, I lost two homes. My income literally disappeared. It was super stressful. Um, but there's two things it taught me. One was if you choose to, you can survive anything. And you just keep going, put one foot in front of the other. You keep moving on, keep moving on. The other thing that it taught me is that people are not defined by their credit score or by their, by the things that have happened to them in the past or whatever. They have absolute value for who they are in their hearts. Mm. Because I would get people calling me and they just 
would be sobbing on the phone going, I just feel so guilty. I feel so worthless. I feel so bad. And I'm just like, don't let it define you. You're a good person Hmm. who had a rough time. And we all did. I mean, it was really rough. Right. I love that outlook that you take. I I don't, I can't say either way, but I, I don't, I didn't experience that level of care or empathy uh, from, from our mortgage company or, or people that I spoke to who were having greater difficulties during that time. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that you, it, it does, it comes from a heart of empathy. Um, and it almost comes across as you're in this industry almost as a ministry and it feels that yeah. way. Yeah. Um, you're right. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> because there's, there's a, there's a sincere care. And, you know, part of the, part of that is I was very struck by your website when I, when I went on it and you, you share a philosophy, um, that of love serve care. And, mm-hmm. and if, and if you would, I would love to share that uh, with the listeners as well. And it says love, the love portion is we take care of each other, our clients and our partners. We forgive easily. And above all else, we remember to give and ask for grace. We are humble and we accept responsibility. We are kind, respectful, and patient. Then serve. We are in the service of our clients and partners. We do what it, what is in the best interest of our teammates the client, and our referral partners. We know that all answers become clear when we are in a servant mindset. And then care. We are an integral part of the growth and development of our realtor partner's business. We are an integral part of our client's financial future, and we find the best financing for them regardless of any outcome to us. And I would say that is extremely unique uh, in the industry, and I was super, super impressed by that. Um, to see such genuine and what I see as selfless, um, a selfless statement like that on a website that says, this is what we're all about. We care about you. And again, you've pointed to it in probably not even unwittingly just because that's who you are. Um, but how did you come to that philosophy of love, serve, care? Uh, and why is it so important uh, to you in your business? Well, part of it is, so my daughter works with me and it, it's a way for us to, to really grow together as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the example that I set for her, I mean, she's 37, but I, I'm able to set an example for her and I want her to see what she can bring to the world. Um, you know, they say that buying a home is the biggest purchase of your life and there's so much emotion attached to it. And people are scared or they're excited or they're a combination of the two. And when you just can take the time to hear them, hear what's important to them and just embrace who they are and help them on this journey, mm-hmm. that that's what it's, that's just what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. And I appreciate you saying that. What recommendations or advice would you give to folks right now? Because I mean, we're still in interest rates that were much higher than they were uh, five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so some folks are still considering potentially refinancing. I mean, and again, I'm not asking you to give financial legal advice, but if you pulled out your crystal ball, what kind of advice would you give to folks who may be considering refinance, financing right now? Or Okay. It's really interesting that you said that because on my way here, I had a past client call me and ask me about refinancing. <laughs> uh, you know, and what I told her and what I told another lady, because we're actually doing a refinance for someone right now is that the interest rate you have on your home is, is great. But if I can put you into it, unfortunately, is a little bit higher interest rate on your home and pay off so much debt 
that you're saving eight, $900 a month, then it's worth it. You have to, rates aren't, you're not writing a check for rates and you're not writing, you know, the rate really isn't what it's all about. It's what you can do with that, that financial equity that you have in your home. Um, I think that you have to look at what fits your family the best. If refinancing works for you because you're going to save a boatload of money every month and you're going to have peace, then go for it and don't worry about the rate. Hmm. I mean, granted, you could always refinance later if things go down even more, but, but you have to look at now what is going to serve you and your family the, the most and the best. Hmm. Okay, got it. And then what about folks, uh, especially the younger folks who are looking to maybe purchase their first home? Mm -hmm. um, in this, and again, in this, you know, economy and, and the inflation and everything else that we're experiencing right now, what would be your advice to them as they prepare to, to get ready to have to apply for a loan? And what are the things that they need to work on now so that maybe six to 12 months from now, they will actually be ready to get approved, pre-approved for a loan? That is my favorite question. <laughs> debt. Get rid of your debt. I had a conversation with a client and I said, you know, here's what it comes down to you either can have debt or you can have a home, but you can't have both. You have to get that debt out of the way. If you look at a, um, let's say a $400 car payment, that's about $60,000, $70,000 worth of house. So if you're like, I can't live in a you know $300,000 house, well, pay off your car. Right now you've bumped it up to three seventy, dollars and now it's easier to find something. So that is the number one thing. Obviously, make sure your credit is clean, but get rid of debt. And you know what is so interesting is that um, I tell people you have to look at, at bettering your life in any way you can. And I have found that single women, if you tell them, hey, Susie, whatever, if you can make $5 more an hour, you can afford a house at like 370 or whatever they will find a way to make $5 more an hour, whether it's a new job, asking for a raise, whatever it is. Single men, on the other hand, they don't really do that as readily as the single women. Interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. Huh. And, and what would you say is, that's great, great advice, by the way. Um, what would you say are some of the greatest challenges in the last six months and even looking forward six months for people even qualified people getting, getting qualified today. Yeah. What, what, what are you seeing as some of the greater challenges? Unfortunately, the one negative about Boise or this area is that income has not kept up with the housing prices. Hmm. So that is definitely the, the biggest challenge. And it's really difficult because Idaho has a lot of single income families. So it's really, it is kind of hard to qualify as a single income. Although, I did calculate and I had 16% of my business last year with single women, which okay. is why I made that comment. Okay. <laughs> um, but I think that's the biggest challenge is that and the lack of inventory. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's real. Yeah. We're at like one to two months, I think, and we should be at six or more. Mm. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And so, and again, going back to this industry, you've been in it for a long time. What, what are some of the things that, that you see on the horizon that might be beneficial to folks uh, looking either to refinance or purchase a, a new home? Well, we've been hearing forever and ever and ever. And I really believe that at some point, I'm thinking like Q3-ish this year, interest rates are most likely going to go down. Mm -hmm. We are anticipating maybe low to mid fives. 
this year in 2024, maybe in 2025, we might see them, you know, in the fours somewhere, but it's going to happen. I mean, right now, if we can get through this whole inflationary thing, we're going to start think, seeing things settle down. And in about the last mm, month or so, we've seen interest rates drop about three quarters to a percent. So things are getting better. That's good news. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully yeah. that is right. And, and it's on the horizon. Yep. Yeah, for sure. It, with the folks that are having challenges, whether they're new home buyers or people looking to refinance, when they experience challenges and you're there to help, uh, again, more than just process alone, right? Mm -hmm. um, what, how does that philosophy of love, serve, and care come into play when you have clients hit those challenges? You know, the... <laughs> The number one thing is to reassure them that, again, that it doesn't define them, mm -hmm. that things are going to be okay. And I think when you take away that, that shame, for lack of a better term, people can start seeing things more clearly, and then you can kind of help them through. So if you were to you know, do this, and to be totally honest, this was like after 2008, but I have told a client once, you, you cannot afford this, these, these debts, and it's okay you know, your income is lower. If you've got to file bankruptcy, do it. You know, it just, you look at every individual and, and try to help them to just work through a solution. And then you just, you just keep, I mean, I know it sounds very cliche, but you just keep loving on them. If people just, if you can let people know that it's okay to go through problems, let me help you. Let me talk you through it. I've seen, you know, thousands of credit reports. I've seen people come out of a really bad situation and life ends up better. I'm there. I'm one, you know, Hey, I've been where you are. I can empathize and I can help you get through it. Hmm. And empathize from experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, you yeah. had mentioned a little earlier, you know, you said you're contrary to belief, you're not defined by your credit score, but, Absolutely. but I would say we live in a world that you almost are defined by your, I mean, yeah. we, we're trying to portray that, at least, you know, project that. Yeah. And, and I think there's a lot of pressure, especially on younger, young, the younger generations, mm -hmm. because credit scores are such a big part. I mean, they're real. I mean, they're a big part of oh, getting, yeah. you know, getting uh, credit approved and so forth. And it's, it's um, why we're, we shouldn't be defined by it because we are who we are inside. And I agree with right. that statement, but it, it is a real thing. So um, do you ever recommend folks to uh, use, credit counseling or any type of credit service that helps them repair credit? I do. So we have a few resources for that that, you know, but to be honest, a lot of it, I can tell people what to do. I can say, okay, so you need to uh, call these creditors and, and dispute. You can do it yourself. Or the big thing that I see is pay credit card balances down to below 50% and down to 30% of the limit if you can. So I can walk people through that without spending money on <laughs> credit counseling or whatever. You know, I've seen enough of it. I've seen them get fixed. I've seen an 80 point increase in score by just paying down some credit cards. Just so, and then sometimes you just say, Hey, wait, but, but I can give you a defined time frame. You're going to have 12 months and then we're going to look again. It's not a forever. And, you know, we know being, you know, mature adults, we know that time flies mm -hmm. like really fast. Absolutely. It goes by faster and faster every year. <laughs> I know. Uh, for sure. <laughs> Well, and that's, that's really, that's really awesome that you're able to help your clients that way. And I think that's why you're so successful and have such a, a long list of clients and, and so many people recommend you. That's, that's a tribute to, to your service that you provide for sure. Um, in addition to all the things we mentioned that you do, you also 
offer one-to-one coaching, uh, not only uh, uh, on your own, but you also offer it through Guild Mortgage, mm-hmm. uh, uh, through the Elevate Coaching Program. Um, what what uh, drives you to give back in that way? Oh, my gosh. So Guild has come out with this thing, like you said, Elevate, where we coach loan officers from all around the country that are not, not like in our market. I love when people say, you changed my life. And then I tell them, no, I just set you on a path. You changed your life. And I, and I just, I love that. I love when people just get to a better place. And um, so it just brings me so much joy. Um, and then with realtors, I do some one-on-one coaching because I found that a lot of them go into the industry thinking that all you have to do is just like look at houses and sell houses and it's going to be all great and good, but they don't really realize how much work is involved in it and how much, um, how much it's a relationship business. And then just helping them change that mindset is just, it's just beautiful. I love watching it. Hmm. Can you share some of the tools you use? I mean, for example, how do you get someone to the point where they tell you, you've changed my life? That's, that's pretty incredible. Um, actually I'm very, well, and you kind of said, and I'm very empathic. The big, the number one thing is listening. I love listening to people and I will pick up things that, that they're not even aware of. For example, I have a student who, um, he loves cold calling and I thought, okay, that's kind of weird, but okay. He likes to cold call. And I just was listening and I'm like, so what do you like about it? And just by listening, I said, is it, perhaps that you feel more comfortable being rejected by someone you don't know versus someone you know. And he about started crying and he just said, that's, that's exactly it. And we started working on that. And um, actually his coaching assignment was to go out on a date with his wife and another couple and go a little deeper with them, be authentic and actually ask the questions, hear the answers. And, and just, cause he, he really struggled with, creating relationships. Interesting. Yeah. It's just, it's those kinds of things. And yeah, it's just, it's just amazing. That's so cool. You radiate when you talk about it. So, so that's, I love that's it. <laughs> are, are the coaching services, would you consider them um, affordable or is that the right term or is that, are they? So the ones through guild people pay, um, they pay guild for it. But yeah, mine are pretty affordable considering they're free. Okay. <laughs> free, free 99 is always my favorite free, price. Free 99. <laughs> that's great. Well, that's really nice that you do that. That's uh, that you offer those services. Well, you know, in this, in this economy with as much as agents and so forth, realtors are struggling, they don't need another thing to pay for. So if I can give a gift and help them improve their lives and support their families better, then, then, then I've served my purpose. Right. Wow. And that, that is a good big calling to help people trans, transform people's lives to the point where they, they tell you, you changed my life. That's, that's big. That's Thanks. really big. Um, I know your uh, website is uh, Kim-Dema, and that's D-E-M-M-A uh, dot com. Mm-hmm. But how else can our listeners reach you if they wanted to reach out to you, whether it was mortgage or refinancing or even coaching? Or life. Or life. So my cell number is 208-447-8554. Okay, slow that down one more time. Okay, 208-447-8554. Perfect. So I can be reached that way. Call or text um, through the website. You can email me through the website. Um, my email address is kdema at guildmortgage.net. Okay. So it's .net, not .com. 
So that's another way to reach me. Um, those are probably the best ways. That's, that's outstanding. Well, Kim Demma at Guild Mortgage, uh, I love that you shared love, serve, and care with us. That's uh, what, a, what a great philosophy, and I appreciate uh, having you today, and I appreciate your, all your service in the Air Force, and appreciate what you do for other people. That's just, that's just huge. Well, thank you so much. I know when you said service, I thought, oh, there's where the serve part came from. (laughs) (laughs) There you go, right? Pretty natural. Well, thanks for joining us today, Kim. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us on the Idaho podcast. We hope to see you again next time. This is Danny Ventura saying, have a great week. Take care.